0: Hi, welcome to BVM Talks with the beautiful Diana Kamugisha, you know. Actually, I should have asked you how do you say that before.
1: It's really perfect. Yeah, Diana Kamugisha. It's perfect. Kamugisha. Yeah,
0: yes. yeah. That's that's my um, Japanese influence. It sounds kind of <laughs> Japanese, doesn't it? Really,
1: it kind of sounds really Japanese.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really does.
1: I think um influence in Uganda a little bit with the names, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's really kind of Japanese.
0: <laughs> okay, so I got my African Japanese. Co-host today? No, 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 no! it. No. <laughs> <Uganda. laughs> How are you doing, Mrs. Top Model?
1: oh uh, yes, I'm doing very fine.
0: Looking very beautiful there, as usual. You too. You're looking gorgeous too. This is always, you know, it's, it's the it's the white teeth. It's the white. It's actually the lighting. In reality, I don't look this good. <laughs> okay, so. You're, you've been a model for how long have you have how long have you been a model? actually, that's the question I wanted to ask.
1: Wow, I actually started modeling in 2009 that that was actually my first when I had my first job. and after 2009, I decided to to go this career being a model and it was kind of hard because i lived in berlin and the model industry there is really hard because i'm i'm just five foot one and with five foot one you don't have a chance so um after trying for some years i kind of gave up but then Mm -hmm. i moved to mainz it's um it's western from germany actually and there, I could actually start the model career, and um, it was really nice because the exotic look that I actually have was more asked there. And in Berlin, it was hard because Berlin is the fashion industry, and you don't have any chance if you're not somebody.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, uh, wow, I don't know. Is that really true? That like, if you go to Berlin, I think you just have to have like something extra. I think you have have. chance in in berlin to make it or would have had the chance i think the only problem is is obviously uh, competition and well i don't know if your height is really an issue is height you know
1: how big you are is that really an issue it is it was actually i think um they started the last three years uh, they started to mix it up but before Mm -hmm. that in 2009 i had no chance really because of my height they they didn't say that i'm ugly or something they always said oh you look beautiful if you would be a little bit taller you you got everything for a model but we're sorry (laughs) yeah
0: i think that's that's discrimination isn't it it's like it's not fair to say okay you don't make it because you're five foot one you know
1: yes it 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 is when you see it um actually the model industry they they have Um, designers uh, and the designers they make very tall dresses and if I would wear all those dresses they would be on the floor and uh, that's that was the they also have some regulations and Mm -hmm. that's why they can't take everybody Um, but they stopped doing that normal modeling Uh, you have to be very thin you have to be very tall because because they want people to actually buy products or buy their fashion and there are not only people out there that are high uh, very very tall or or very thin there are also people with curves there are people who are black white and small and so that's Mm -hmm. why they started opening up a little bit more
0: yes yeah yeah well i I would have signed you up to be fair i think you look great i would have definitely got you in there you know (laughs)
1: thank
0: you (laughs) So, okay, 2009. See, to me, 2009 sounds like it was... Sorry, do you want to say something? No. Okay, uh, 2009 sounds like it wasn't that far away. You know, it's like, it's actually, what, 12, 12 years ago? And you're not that old, but obviously when you was in 2009, you was younger. So it's like, how's the industry changed since then? Like, 2009... And now, because obviously you've got all things like Black Lives Matter movements and body shaming, you know, things have changed a lot. So do you think yes. if you would have gone to Berlin now, you would have more chance of making it than back
1: in 2009? I really do. I mean, um, when we talk about Germany's Next Top Model, because I applied for Miss Germany, this is something else. But um, Heidi Klum from Germany's Next Top Model, the last season was mm-hmm. not... Germany's Next top model, it was about Germany's Next, and she put a logo inside. Normally there's a top model um, being like this on the cover in the logo, but she put a, a star in it, so um, everybody could apply. They, mm-hmm. they were searching plus-size models, uh, small, petite models, they were searching everybody, and I missed it this year. I, it was wow. last year. I missed it. I was so in my working world that I didn't know that she started actually changing it. And I, I've watched it every every year since I think since fourteen or fifteen years. And mm-hmm. this one year where I haven't watched it, I could have applied. So <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's destiny telling me, okay, not this time. That's not how, how I have the way for you for the future. I mean, you yeah. never know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I heard that you create your own destiny. And yes. Obviously now you got like Instagram, you've got like YouTube, you got all these social media platforms where you as a model, an attractive a black model as well can make yourself, you could be your own product and blow up and be famous in another way. You don't have to go through these. Like for, before, like when I was a musician, it was always about going to a record label, you know, getting signed, and they would help you, and then you get up. Now you can just go on YouTube and and do your own thing. So it's the same with modeling.
1: Absolutely, it's the same thing with modeling. Especially yeah. on Instagram, you can be a an ambassador for different products for different firms, and so the world is opening more to um, normal-looking people, not not the yeah. not the typical model, classic model. And I really like it because. Mm-hmm. Mm, the classic model was produced actually by the fashion industry and not yep. by yep. how the people actually look. And <laughs> I really like that they open up to so many people, to how people really are. And I like it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what was it like for you, obviously your, you know, African heritage? Um, what was it for like, like for you growing up in Germany in the early years? And then knowing you wanted to be a model, was that like challenging for you?
1: Yes, um, I when I decided to start the model career, actually, I um, I wasn't I, I didn't want it to be a professional high end model. I just wanted to be creative and let my creativity out there because I see modeling not as a um career or job i see it more as a part of my life because Mm -hmm. it helped me the creative work behind it working with photographers with um designers with artists and so many other people around this industry this is what i was actually aiming for or just just that creative work. So, um, yes, I grew up in an orphanage because I I lost my parents in Uganda. I was Mm -hmm. originally born in Uganda. And um, because of political difficulties, my parents died. And I, yes, me and my, my sisters and brothers, we had to actually flee from Uganda and immigrated into Berlin to Germany. And yeah, there I grew up in an orphanage of the age from three to um, when I was 18 years old, I could leave the orphanage because I was, um, yes, old enough to live by my own. And um, yes, I grew up with a lot of other traumatized people, so I knew that there's a word with with uh, people who really need help and who actually also were searching something in their life, like a hobby or something that they could feel um, normal or or something like stress relief. And for yeah. me, it was dancing and modeling actually. So okay. that's yeah, modeling is always was always part of my life and dancing too. So that's why I actually wanted to. To succeed in it, I I didn't want it to be the top top model and going around the world. I just wanted to do it for me and to show people out there that everybody's beautiful. You can just go after your um, your dreams. Don't give up. So if you also when your life starts up very very hard or harsh, don't give up. Just go after it and be yourself. Yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, looking back, it's kind of where you are now, it's easy to say that, but I guess it's hard when you're 15, you've lost your parents, to see that that future, you know, where you think it's going to be all right. You know, that must be very difficult. Even for you back then, it would have been very difficult. It but is. Then, but then they've got people like you who can show them the way and say, look, this is where I came from. It was so difficult as well. And they can relate to you, you know, and that's why it's important for you to... Put yourself out there and show people look i am here if you need help i can help you and um show you that it's possible anyway doing a good job yeah
1: absolutely (laughs) it was it was really a hard way to become the person who i am because Mm -hmm. i i went to a normal school where Mm -hmm. um not just traumatized people were there were normal people with normal problems and then I, i went home and I saw the word with the traumatized people. So I actually had those both and I could see, okay, that's the one word and that is the other word. So what am uh-huh. I gonna do my life when I have that, Um, those two actual inspiring words, situation. yeah, inspiring or, or showing me how the word can be. So mm. that actually, um, yes, formed my character, formed who I was and I was strong enough to make the decision to not um, to, to to still to still try to uh, be a role model, to still fight. And I mean there were a lot of people who couldn't fight because they didn't have that strength that I had. Mm-hmm. And totally okay and fine, but I used that strength that I had to make something good out of it. And I yes, I love to empower people or to to tell people hey stand behind your dreams and make them as sweet as possible and try to reach them as best as you can
0: yes great it's great uh, yeah man you're doing a good job um <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so a black beauty standard, I'm always, I'm big on the black beauty standard and obviously black people carry their natural hair. It looks it looks it looks great today, I must say, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. You know, it you know, you know give you stress if you came, you know, with, a, with, a, with a, like a wig or something, i like, no, no, that's not it. So you're looking very good today, very natural. What What's your view on a um then? Do you think we need a black beauty standard?
1: I think that a lot of black people especially those who grow up in Germany, they don't see a black beauty standard because yeah. they see the, um, the normal um, European hair, which is straight, yeah. which is lighter, which is um, beautiful because they, they always see it in the television. They hear it from the radio. So, so that's why it's hard for black people who grew up in Germany to actually know what kind of black standard or what kind of, of black hair is beautiful or not mm-hmm. and i i i when i was younger i never thought that my hair is ugly i just thought it was kind of hard to handle to handle it so that's why mm-hmm. i i used to wear um yeah braided hair or wigs or um but when i grew older when youtube came more into that a black hair is beautiful. You can do this with your black hair. You can do that. It's not that hard. It's just, you don't have the products in Germany. That's why yeah. it's harder for you to actually handle them. After I saw a lot of YouTube videos, I, I started to embrace my natural hair more. And, mm. and then I, I also saw how beautiful the, the hairstyle can be because I yeah. I finally, had somebody telling me, hey, that's how you can look, too, and not Mm -hmm. just the straight and blonde or straight and and, uh, other color. And um, I think there shouldn't be a standard, but I think you should actually look more YouTube videos if you're black and living in Germany and try to get what your hair type is because we also have a lot of different hair types. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that before. I thought we'd just have the mixed hair type and mm-hmm. the dark people hair type. But no, Yeah. between the dark people hair type, there is like 4C, 4A, 4B, yeah. and yeah. so on. And the same goes for the mixed hair type. And, and to know all that, that just the education, yeah. that, it's, it's insane. And it's very beautiful when you actually get to know your hair and you see that your hair is not dry. It's just mm-hmm. extremely curled. And yeah. um, that's the reason why it is like that. Um, yeah, then then you embrace your hair differently and then you start also to, to see it differently. And yes, and embrace the love, to love your hair actually, yeah.
0: You know, I mean, I'm going to pull it back a little bit because, you know, it is, like talking about hair types, there is some people, you know, of our brothers and sisters, black people, who have like really hard hair. Like my brother, for example, his hair is like, it's like sandpaper you know you know schleifpapier. <laughs> yes he can, his, he can use his head to to smooth off wood <laughs> <laughs> you, know, but it, you know i mean it's all love you know i um, he, he knew that his hair was always a little bit more rough you know he couldn't do anything with it so he just made his hair like short all the time but as i, I always had i always had nice hair i don't know genetics i guess um, but I was always able to grow my hair really long. As you see, I'm almost like 40 and my hair's still very long. Yes. And um, um, That's kind of weird because for a long time I neglected. I didn't grow my hair at all. I used to have short hair for almost 20 years, I guess. And I just decided recently that I was going to grow my hair out, especially to be an influence on my kids. Because I realised with this whole Europe-centric idea that straight hair is beautiful, that was quickly coming to them. Especially my oldest daughter, as she was like... I want straight hair. I want straight hair. I want to look like these guys, and I was like, um, "Dude, you're not gonna look like these guys because you're you're mixed. You have a different DNA genetics, you know." So I said, "Okay, I'm gonna grow my hair, so all my kids see that my hair is cool." And you know what happened uh, a couple of days ago? My son, who's actually got blonde hair, he he says to me, "I want my hair like yours, daddy." So I cut his hair now, and he has exactly the same hair as me. it's just working, you know. I'm showing it. It's it's, it's proving that. Because I'm being their role model, they're seeing it and thinking, "Ah, oh, I like you. Say I want to be the same." You know, so this is a proud moment for me.
1: Yes, you know. that's amazing. That's really nice. I I only had my big uh, my big sister doing my hair, and um, she was not so educated on it, so she tried to do what she could, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's why she braided my hair a lot. Uh, she 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 didn't know how to actually um, grow my hair out without braiding it. And she did a good job, but right nowadays we have the internet and we got YouTube, and we have the the chance actually to to look online what we can do with our hairs. And I think that's mm-hmm. nice. But it's still kind of really hard to find a good hairdresser, an African hairdresser, in smaller yeah, yeah. cities because they are they're not not to find so quickly. And when you go into a normal Euro- European hairdresser. A shop, they don't know what to do with your hair. They use yeah. a little bit of product that actually could be good for a little bit of your hair, but but for for white people hair, of course, that little is a lot. They can put it in every corner in they hair, but they they can't make just and then try to to straighten them. No, they have yeah. to actually go into and it's 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 really it was really funny when I tried to go to uh, some hairdressers they 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 didn't know what to do with my hair and also when they cut them it was it was hard hard for them because they they're not used to have african people coming in their saloon and yeah,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> i can imagine you your first uh, appointment at the hairdresser's okay and you saw a picture make my hair like this yes you know and she puts a little hairspray in there like she's like you know you know, like, uh, yeah. know, you know, you know how German people Are when they're really confused they're looking like uh I don't know what to do I don't
1: know what. Yes, but yes. There, are also, there are also people who are very curious and they will love to to do to do it right so they ask you, okay, what am I supposed to do um uh, what am I doing wrong? they want to learn, but yeah. it's so rare it's it's just hard to find um a hairdresser if you live in a small town, an African hairdresser. Yeah. I mean, that's they can actually um... wash. They can actually wash your hair because um, yeah. you can always find somebody private who can braid it or can do something with it, but not cutting and washing. That's the hard part.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think um, that's one of the sad things in Europe. Like even I know in England, one of my one of my ex girlfriends was a hairdresser, and um, she was taught. I mean, she had to go to university, but she was taught a little bit about black hair before she stopped studying. Yeah. So that's, that's made its way into the curriculum. But in Germany, I can imagine they're still like 30 years behind. So because there's not a very big black population or African population in Germany, that might take some time. But if you're a little bit skilled with hairs and you listen to this, you live somewhere like in America or, or England or Africa or Jamaica and you're good with hair, you probably move to Germany and make so much money, you know, because... I mean, that's what I do. I always it about my sister. She's so good at hair, and I say, "Why don't you go yes. to Germany? Come yes. to Germany. I say, I can promise you riches. You'll be rich. You'll never have to worry again. You can have all your private customers. You'll have so much money." But you, you know, you have to have this mindset, you know, and a lot of people don't have it, unfortunately. Yes, that's so.
1: so yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so um, I wanted to ask you that's about. Cool. So now you made it into the. Top one hundred modeling.
1: Scenes. No, it's it's not modeling. It's it's a beauty pageant. Oh
0: to me that's all the same. When well, you beautiful yes. if you're a model, you're beautiful. If you're a beauty pageant, you're beautiful, you're a model. <laughs> it's all the same to <laughs> me.
1: Okay, I got you. No, I can't explain it again. It's um okay. yes, I applied uh, by Miss Germany that's a beauty pageant but they have a new concept since three years and their concept is about not just the look and not just that you represent germany it's about empowerment they they are looking about inner beauties and they also look um if you have a project or something that you want to bring to the world that what you the, or change, cha- changing. If you if you have a very great idea or great um, um organization or whatever you started because of your story, you can bring that actually out to the people. And I think that kind of concept is really nice. It it caught my attention because they were not looking like like this. The same with the model industry; they are not looking um for the typical classical classic model anymore. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing with the Miss Germany and I applied there some months ago and I got the reply that I made it um out of over uh fifteen thousand applications, I think. Mm-hmm. I made it into the top one hundred and sixty. I can't believe it. I'm I'm so speechless and I'm so happy and I'm yes, I'm just speechless. I I, I applied there with my life story that I grew up in mm-hmm. an orphanage and wow. also with my nonprofit organization which i created with calvin james burpee he's the, the other co-founder and uh we help actually traumatized people um especially people with post traumatic stress disorder ptsd and yes that's the curve to from my life i i grew up with a lot of traumatized people and now i started a non-profit organization where i help those kind of people because i know that there is a lot more help that they need than they actually uh, get out there yes yes so
0: what inspired you i mean that's that's great what inspired you to start post-traumatic stress disorder an organization was it because you were was you um how do you say do did, did you suffer from pro-traumatic stress or disorder too?
1: No, I don't No okay but okay. yes but it was uh, um, everything that I saw was a lot of traumatized people in, in my orphanage and
0: okay
1: all the, their stories and living with them for so long I was the only kid who lived there longer than two years. Normally yeah. you live there only three months or half a year or whatever, because um, mm-hmm. because they go into um, families or they can go back to their parents because the parents, um, they're not addicted to drugs anymore. They're not addicted to something anymore. They worked on mm-hmm. themselves. So I was there for my, from the age of three to the age of 18. I was there a very long time. So I saw a lot of people, and I lived together with a lot of people that were mm. traumatized all over the world. They came yeah. from from everywhere—from Africa, from Eritrea, from uh, from Eritrea is in Africa. <laughs> they came from <laughs> from uh, Arabia, Asia. Asia, from everywhere. And mm. that experience just taught me that the help that we had there was okay and nice and was the um it was nice nice help that we got but nowadays people with post-traumatic stress disorder they need so much more than just only therapy or Mm. only a little bit of uh, traumatic uh yoga or i mean there there are some programs out there but the problem is that they don't offer the whole um, spectrum of programs that is needed actually in um, mm. order to recover from the post-traumatic stress disorder or in order to get stabilized enough so that you can actually go to a psychiatrist or psychologist and, and seek treatment. Mm. Because if you are um, affected by PTSD you you um you suffer from depression. You suffer from anxiety attacks. You suffer from um, insomnia and a lot of more things. And if you just go to a psychologist and talk about the trauma or the traumatic event that actually causes uh, caused you to have PTSD, um and you don't have anything else to to uh, go to, to a group or, um, or a program to go to, then it's yeah. then it brings you back in this trauma state again. It re-traumatizes you every time you go to the psychologist. So yeah. what we do with experience is actually, we try to stabilize the people through different kinds of programs like art, like music, um, also therapy, but also also, the people surrounding the trauma, the traumatized person like parents or friends, it's very, very important for them to realize what, or to know what um, PTSD is so that they can also be a um, supporting system surrounded by, uh, actually for the uh, traumatized person. And it's also very important to bring the traumatized person into the moment and not let him think about um the traumatic events so that's why that kind of programs that we offer all those different spectrum of programs we offer um should at least be longer than a year or at least a year in order so that the her, uh, so that the brain starts to uh reprogram himself to actually know okay i am i can Mm, I can so because the brain after after the traumatic event, it's also a traumatic. It's a brain injury, so the yeah. brain is telling you, "Oh my God, you're still in that traumatic state." So I I, I have to produce uh, chemicals yeah. that makes you call that makes you feel that depression and all of that, and and the fight and flight situation. But mm. um, if the brain learns um, that it's not necessary anymore to to actually um, mm, to actually like release the hormones, some, yeah. Yes, those hormones actually produce those hormones, and mm-hmm. if you if you um if you give that traumatized person um an area where he or she can actually produce um nice um chemical reaction in the brain, yeah, then the brain starts to release the bad to and and take the good ones and that's what we actually want to do but there's so much more science behind it and i'm not a scientist so um but i work with a lot of scientists together i work with psychologists and uh, social workers together in order to to um yeah make that program round yeah it sounds awesome
0: um just a quick little back, I think I know um, I had a couple of people on the podcast uh, a couple of months back. They were in a home too. And that I think the whole idea was if you was in the home after three or four, you was almost never going to be adopted. And I guess because you was in Germany too and you was probably the wrong colour or whatever, you know, I guess yeah. it was even harder to for anyone to say you would take her. It would be different today. I believe today you probably get, you'd be the first to go, I think. They'll take the black kids or the Chinese kids first. Yeah, take them. Um, but yeah. back then, when you was young, I think they were like, oh, no, 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 what the neighbours think, you know, the classic. Um, anyway, as far as your, exper- um, your experience project, I think it sounds absolutely awesome. It's something that's definitely needed. I've never really heard of anything like that, actually, to be fair. But it's fair. De- yeah, it's the- definitely unique.
1: Yeah, there's not, not a lot of things like that out there. Actually, none. They're just, as I already said, a little bit of... Trauma treatment, like here and there, but you need this mm-hmm. full spectrum in one, yeah. and you need it. You actually need it for a longer time time frame, not not just for uh, four to six or twelve weeks, because mm-hmm. that's not how the brain functions. That's the brain needs to um, um, wiederholen, to
0: yeah. to regenerate.
1: You, yes, regenerate. to regenerate Generate. and to to uh, repeat things in order to. Yeah. Get that new road and yes, that's
0: awesome. Okay, last question for today. I don't want to keep you anymore. Actually, I can talk <laughs> to you all that to be fair. Actually, maybe I'll keep you for another two hours now. Um, <laughs> so, so what's next? Okay, so you made the top top one hundred and sixty. Your business is out there. So, what's the next step for you?
1: So, the next step is in September. There is the life experience where I get to know some of the other um, uh, uh, yes women with their projects and I get to know the team and we will um, make content and uh, yeah videographing, photo shooting. And after that, I will know, um, I, do, I don't know when it is yet, but there will come a um, community voting where you can actually vote me into the finals. Oh. So one or two, I don't, I don't know how many were, but was, but I think one or two um, of the women of the women uh, can go into the final by community voting, and the rest goes normal through the um, jury. And mm. yes, but I will let you know again when I know the exact date. I will go to Hamburg and get to know the team and the other girls. I'm so looking forward to it because there are so many interesting individuals with a lot of interesting projects. You, you can see it on the um, on the website from Miss Germany, or also on my Instagram, and it's just amazing how many great people applied there this year.
0: That's awesome! Do you have any tickets for me?
1: <laughs> I hope so. When we when we have the finals in Europe Park Europa Park i hope oh, okay. uh, maybe you can get a ticket and Just hopefully see you. me there <laughs>
0: yeah i hope I so yeah it. and that'd yeah. be awesome okay yeah. so can you where can we find you can you give us your handles uh like instagram youtube facebook where can we find you
1: yes you can find me on instagram it's my name diana uh, downslash and then comgisha um okay. on facebook you can find me also with the same name and yeah that's so much it my nonprofit organization the name is experience together against trauma but if you put in experience minds minds is the city where i live you can find us very 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 quickly Cool, that's
0: that's awesome okay then we made it for our first interview i want to get you back soon because we need to speak to AfroLoca, judith and uh, a podcast together as well yeah,
1: that's great. <laughs> that's the plan. Okay, thanks for joining Thank me, Diana. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. All right, and then we'll catch up soon, okay? I need to come visit. don't <laughs> be nice. Okay, yeah. goodbye. Right, bye bye. Bye bye.